0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today our guest is Kim Ogden, Professor in Chemical and Environmental Engineering. For years, Kim has led cutting-edge research on developing alternative sources of renewable energy, such as algae for biofuels, and now she's leading a huge new collaborative center called the Institute for Energy Solutions. Thanks for joining us, Kim. You're welcome. Tell us first about your work on biofuels and other bioproducts.
1: We started working about 10 years ago on um, algae to biofuels. This is a little bit longer term type of um, alternative energy source. We're still plugging away at trying to figure out the best way to grow algae to high concentrations so that we can make a lot of fuel and things from it. Why algae? you can grow a lot of algae in an acre, and you can grow it all year. So if you're doing something like corn, you're seasonal. If you're doing algae, you can grow it all year long. Some grow better in the winter, some species grow better in the summer, but we can grow it um, 24-7, 365 days a year. So your productivity per acre, like if you're a, a farmer, is higher because you grow something continuously.
0: And then how do you extract energy from the algae?
1: There's two ways to do it. First, you have to concentrate the algae, and you can extract out the lipids. And then you can do a chemical reaction and turn it into a jet fuel or a biodiesel. And then the rest of it is high protein. Then a lot of people would like to use that for food, for mostly like fish or something. Fish naturally eat algae, so you can kind of like make fish food and fuel at the same time. So
0: tell us how your new institute is going to help you do uh, bigger and better things.
1: So we um, recently formed, about a year and a half ago, an Institute for Energy Solutions through RDI here at the U of A. And this is a place for our faculty to get together to um, explore what's next in energy. Three or four years ago, we were a little bit more focused on just renewable energy, but this institute's a little bit bigger that we're looking at all types of energy. Um, There's, you know, predicted energy shortages in the future as... Um, population continues to grow. That's the biggest driver, right? If there And more and more people want to have energy and lights and all the rest of the stuff that we enjoy here in the U.S. Um, we're in kind of a strategic planning mode now to build on the strengths that we have and figure out what the research gaps are and how we can be that much stronger as a united team across colleges and departments.
0: How much of your effort is on renewable?
1: Probably more. I would say 80 are probably on renewables. Um, We have a strong group that does some uh, solar. We have groups that do batteries. But then what's the next thing? We really need to combine those technologies, the solar, with the storage, and see if it really works off the grid.
0: So if you can produce it but you can't store the energy for use when it's needed, then you might as well not have produced it. So what are the the ideas for
1: storage? There's a... um, Couple different chemical storages. So, a lot of people do it by heat. So, you either like heat up oils and things or things like molten salt that can hold a lot of heat for a long time. Then you can hold enough heat so that you could run all night or whatever on some kind of storage so molten salt is the most current one that does that and the Gila plant uses molten salt so if you see a solar field on the way to um, San Diego the Gila plant uses molten salt so you have sun hitting the molten salt during the day it has a high heat capacity and then you can store a lot of energy in there and then you can run maybe a halfway through the night off of that storage.
0: But only halfway through the night. Right.
1: You can't run the whole time at this time, yes. So so. what are
0: the plans for longer term storage?
1: Better storage capacity things, better salt mixtures and things like that, and also trying to convert some of it to chemical um, energy, so like using um, fuel cells or um, to to store things more in chemical bonds, which is what we tend to do a little bit better.
0: So what's the current uh, proportion of renewable to non-renewable energy that we use, say, in southern Arizona, and and where do you think it can go? Are we anywhere near a third or a half renewable?
1: It depends on the time of year. So like in March, when it's really sunny all the time and the load isn't that much, then we can run a very high portion of our utilities off of solar. But then, you know, in the winter, when the days are short and that kind of thing, then we can't as much. And when it's 110, the solar panels can only do so much we can't keep up with the load. So it is seasonal. So we can carry a lot of the things through alternative energy, more like in the spring and the fall. And we can't keep up that demand. And we don't have enough when it's 115. Um, And then days are too short um, in the winter.
0: Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.